And so um, Galatians 5, 22 and 25, and we're teaching on the subject of, of the fruit of the Spirit. And I like this because, you know, uh, I want to walk. How many people want to walk in health in here? How many people want to be a little bit more healthy? Amen. And, uh, and you know, I, I really believe that that's a, uh, a, a connection. Our, our health is a connection to how much love we walk in. Would you agree with me? And, 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 and disease and sickness, I believe, is brought on by stress and bought, brought on by, by us having you know, bad feelings towards other people and us harboring ill will and bitterness. And we need to get that out. Amen. And we need to start walking in the love of God. And, and that's the new covenant. The new covenant is a covenant of love. Amen. And so in Galatian here, it talks about that. That, you know, I, I, I talked about earlier this uh, summer about the gifts of the Spirit. You remember that series about the power gifts and God wants us walking in the gifts. But, you know, those gifts are given by God, but fruit um, is developed. Amen. Amen. And, it, and it's developed in our lives. In other words, we have to exercise um, our faith to, for the fruit to develop. And really it comes from, it doesn't come by forcing, it comes by abiding. I'm going to say this again. If you want to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, you're going to have to learn to abide in the Spirit. You're going to have to learn to abide in God. Amen? You may say, how do you do that? Well, you do that by meditating on the Word of God, by, by spending time worshiping. And giving him honor and praise every day by, by thinking about the Lord every day. Amen. In other words, the Bible says we need to be heavenly minded. Look at your neighbor and say, be heavenly minded. And so we're in a we're in a world system where the world and our problems and everything else wants us to be focused on that, but we need to be focused on God. Amen. And the happiest Christians. In the on this planet are the ones that are heavenly minded. Amen. And so and so if we are focused in abiding in him, then it's just a natural will will be nice people. Amen. And sometimes you have to work at being nice. Anybody ever have to work at being nice in here? Because we're all dealing with issues and we're dealing with problems and we're dealing with things. And sometimes you just got to just just act nice. Amen. And, you know, I'm going to say this, that you're you can control your attitude. Can I say that again? You can control your attitude. You don't need to have your attitude or your feelings control you. You can control it. Amen. So amen. So uh, here in Galatians 5, 22 and 25, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. Amen. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And of course, you're thinking, I don't have any of these. OK, no, you do. You have the love of God in you. Amen. And um, this is this is something that 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 the love of God is. The Bible says is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So when you get Jesus, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Jesus comes into your life. He comes into your life. And then the manifestation of Jesus is the fruit of the spirit. You believe that today? And so here we're going to we're going to explore the fruit of kindness today. 
Amen. Kindness. And, and, and kindness, I really believe, I was, I was thinking about kindness, and I believe kindness is a fruit that's designed to really open the hearts of people around us. Think about that. In other words, we, you know, you are called to be an influence. You are called, you know, we're not just down here just for ourselves and just to get blessed. And it's not just, it's not just about us. The, like I always say, the false trinity, me, myself, and I. You know, no, the, the, the thing that we constantly fight and we constantly battle as Christians, and this is the thing that we got to be very, it's, it's part of the flesh, is, you ready for this? Selfishness. We got to battle that because because a lot of times it, it, we all a lot of times we want to just look at what's in it for us. You know, what what, what are we going to get out of it? You know, people come to church and they come to church and they're saying we're looking for the right church. We're we're just trying to find just the perfect church. Well, when they show up, it becomes imperfect. OK. Are you listening to my idea? In other words, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they church shop and they, and they never find a church. Why? Because no church is ever good enough. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, you know, you don't go to church to see what you can get out of it. You go to church to see what you can give into, see what you can give into it. In other words, our whole idea, sometimes even in, in, in going to church is what are they going to offer me? No, what are you going to offer the church? Maybe you're not worthy of the. Oh. Boy, I'm being hard this morning. Amen. But you guys can have. No, no, listen. No, when we come here, God draws us in to a church. And then, you know, and we sense the presence and the goodness of God. Then we need to come in and be a part of the church. Amen. Glory to God. And so, listen, that's when I started growing as a Christian. I started growing as a Christian when I got in. In, embedded into a church. And then that's when I had to learn how to walk in the fruit of the Spirit because not everybody that I went to church with, I liked. Amen. It doesn't anybody know what I'm talking about. And I'm not talking about your spouse, okay? I'm talking about sometimes people can rub you the wrong way. Amen. Even in church. And you have to learn to walk in love. I remember there was this one person in church that 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 always did something, and I thought, oh, they're going to do it again. It was like worship or something, and you know, I say, oh Lord, what is their purpose? You know, to get on my nerves. You know what I'm talking about? Now I'm not. This was years ago, okay, <laughs> years ago. But but the Lord revealed to me this person had a mercy gift, and this person had some had there were some areas that was a little rough. But, but there was other good areas. And I'm going to say this, in people, you got to look at the good in people and not the bad. Amen. you got to focus on what's good about somebody and not what you don't like about somebody. Because there's going to be always something you don't care about, it possibly a person's personality. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But you can look over that and still love people over that. And the Bible talks about all that through um, through the epistles. Amen. So I want to talk to you about kindness and kindness. I want to just define that for you today. Kindness. And I, I came up with this with the help of the Holy Spirit. If it's no good, then it's all me. If it's good, it's the Holy Spirit was helping me out with this. OK, so that's my disclaimer. And kindness is an act of goodness of looking out for the needs of others at one's own expense, expecting nothing in return. Oh my, whoo, man. 
But is, is that, was that Holy Spirit or was that flesh? I think that was Holy Spirit. <laughs> Kindness is an act of goodness um, of looking out for the needs of others at one's own expense, expecting nothing in return. What does that mean? That means that you're willing to go out on a limb for somebody without the possibility of any blessing coming back to you. In other words, you're willing to do something nice for some. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You know, uh, what's that movie? Um, the Avengers was on last night. How many people are Marvel fans in here? How many, how many Marvel fans have we got in here? Man, we don't have any Marvel fans in here. All right. Man, this, won't, this is going over big like a lead balloon. But, but it was, I think, the Age of Ultron. I think that was the, the title of, the, of it. But it was about these robots that went crazy. And this, and this one superhero was there. And this one other superhero. And there was these bullets that were flying. And so he went and, and he, was, he, he was fast on his feet. He was like the Flash. And he was, he was fast. And he could move so fast, he was able to push that one Avenger, one of the heroes, out of harm's way, but he got shot. And so what am I saying? And he got, and he died in the movie. And what am I saying? I'm saying sometimes we got to willing to take the hit for somebody else's preservation. Amen. That's what I'm saying. Anybody remember the movie? But anyway, uh, sometimes we need to take the hit. In other words, sometimes we might need to t go the extra mile for somebody else. Why? Because, you know, there might be a day in your life where you might need somebody. Okay, I'm, I'm preaching today. That you might need somebody to go the extra mile in your life. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And so when we start sowing, you know, uh, goodness, acts of kindness, you know, to people, even, and this is really, it goes greater than the people you know, because it's easy to love people that you know and that you love, that you're in relationship with. What about loving people you don't know? You don't know their character. You don't know who they are. What about extending some love towards people outside of your realm of influence that can't love you back or may not even love you back? Are you willing to, to, to extend an act of kindness? Look at Psalms 41, 1 and 3, because this is powerful. And I don't think we understand how powerful and the blessings that, that can come from us being uh, uh, good doers, if I may. Uh, here, I love this in Acts, I'm so, sorry, Psalms 41, 1 through 3. Glory to God. Psalms 40. One, one through three, it says, blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive and he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will sustain him on his sick bed. Think about that. He's saying here, blesses he who considers the poor. And, and then there's yeah, those that consider poor. It says the Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Think about that. The, the, the Lord will, will, will uh, preserve him and keep him alive, will bless him here on the earth. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, when we poor, when you think of poor, I'm not just talking about giving a handout to the person that's on the side of the road holding up the sign, you know, saying, you know, uh, you know, I have nowhere to, to, to live and I need a handout. No, it, poor people are people really that, that don't know the goodness and the love of God. People that don't know the goodness and the love of God, they are destitute in this life. See, listen, we some, some of us should have a revelation, should have some, an inkling of a revelation of how good God is. God is good. Amen. Somebody say God is good. He is good to us. Amen. And the reason why we want to do good, the reason why we want to walk in kindness towards people because God is kind to us. And if your name is written in the land's book of life, God looked down at your miserable life. At one time, your life was miserable. You're saying, no, not my life. No, one time when you didn't have God in your life, person that has no God in their life, their life is miserable. You may say, well, I know a lot of happy Christians. Yeah, but really, they, there's an emptiness inside of every person. There's a God-shaped void and nothing. I don't care how much money. I don't care how many things. I don't care how many toys. It doesn't matter. It won't fill that God-shaped void that Jesus fills. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because some of us need to come to the end of our life. Sometimes, or, or let me, let me say this. Some of us need to come to the end of ourselves and we got to get to a revelation that we need more God. I need more God. Yes, I'm pretty excited about God. You see me up here. I'm excited. I'm like the energizer bunny. Glory to God. But I still need more of him. I'm under the anointing glory to God. But we need to be refilled. We need more of God. That's why you come to church to get more of God. Hallelujah. And so, so we need to get a, a revelation of the goodness of God. And when we realize how good God is, it, it should provoke us to be givers. It should compel us to want to give out to people. And, and we're, you're, you're, when you are a good doer, when you are doing acts of kindness, what you're doing is you're bringing hope in people's lives, especially when you're pointing to Jesus, when you do the acts of kindness. Amen. And so what we're, 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 we're people that's called to bring hope to a lost and dying world. And guess what? When you start giving people hope, ooh, you know what? You're going to start walking in more hope. When you start telling people when, when they're not doing good, you know, God has a great plan for your life. The, the, the Bible says the plans that he has for you are good plans. And you know what you're doing? You're preaching to yourself. Because, because the devil's going to try to knock you down. He's going to try to pop your balloon. He's going to try to eat your lunch and pop your bag. And he's, there's a day. And when you start talking to people and telling people how good, sometimes the best way to minister to people is when you're down and depressed yourself. I remember that I was dealing one time, I was just feeling down and, and just, just depressed and I don't know why. And I said, yeah, I just need to get out and go minister to somebody. I just need to go witness. I went out and I, and I went to some, uh, some rest, uh, some, well, a strip shop that had businesses. And I went and I started, I started talking to people about the Lord, praying for people. And it changed my whole paradigm. 
It got me out of the depressed state that the enemy was trying to put me. No, I went out and started doing something good. And guess what? God will start downloading his joy and his peace in your life. Too much of us, are, we're too focused on ourselves. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you today. And we need to get out of ourselves and get into God and start becoming the light that God called us to be. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Amen. And we are the light of the world. Glory to God. Amen. And so here, I love this because walking in kindness towards others, it opens their hearts for, for, for us to get God into them. Amen. I love what it says in Titus 3, 3 and 7. It says, for we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures. Think about that. This is before we... Hopefully that's not us today. Okay. Uh, for we were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Listen, listen, if you're driving in your vehicle and by mistake you cut somebody off because you didn't do it on purpose and they, they give you, you know, the peace sign, half peace sign, you don't give them one back. We're not like that. Why? Because they could run you off the road. They could pull out a gun and shoot you. And you know what? You, you probably deserve it. Okay. Why? Because we don't do the same that the world does. We don't act the way the world does. A soft answer turns away wrath. Think about that. So we don't act the way the world acts. No, no. We get so full of God that when somebody does something, like I was driving with somebody, one of my members in the church, and I don't know why, but that person flipped me off, and we just looked at each other and laughed. It was just funny to us. Because when we're walking in God, things that people do that doesn't make sense will make you laugh. Not at them, just at the situation, because we're beyond that. Amen. We're beyond that glory to God. And so it says here for ourselves, uh, for we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior towards men appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. I love that. Not by works of righteousness that we have done, but according to his mercy. In other words, God did not pick you out and called you into his kingdom because of how great you are and all the good things that you were doing in people's lives. No, he called you out and pulled you out of the darkness. Why? Because he loves you with an everlasting love. Yes, yes, and he had mercy on you and he has mercy on us. God is merciful. Thank God I'm in the kingdom. Thank God for it's not because of how great I was before I got in the kingdom. The Lord. Amen. Well, he may have saw my potential. No, I'm kidding. But are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so and so it's because of his mercy, not because of how great we are. And it says, and he saved us through the washing and regeneration, renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. That's awesome. 
It, it, it just tells me that, see, see, another word for kindness, are you ready for this, is mercy. Another word for kindness is that you're showing mercy to people that may not deserve it. In other words, we're extending mercy. How many people want to walk in the mercy of God? Amen. You need to start extending some mercy. Start becoming a merciful person. How you do that? You do good things to people that don't seemingly deserve it. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So I love this in Romans. Man, this is going over like a, man, you guys fired up today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are listening today. Listen, man, when, when I start watching Todd White and I start seeing all the, see, Todd White does acts of kindness wherever he goes. And I'm watching this guy. I said, I do it too, but he does it more than I do. And I got a little jealous. I, I, I met, I got jealous. I said, this Todd White seems like, he seems like he's doing it. And he's doing it with such love. Man, this guy, he's outdoing me. He seems, I don't want this guy closer to God than me. This guy can't be more fired up than, to God, than me. And this guy was making me like, this guy's more fired up than me. And I thought I was fired up. I thought I was fired up. Yeah, I, I witness every once in a while. This guy does it everywhere he goes. He's always reaching out, doing acts of kindness, paying for people's stuff. And I'm like, man. This guy is doing it. What am I doing? <laughs> Are you, I know we're not supposed to compare ourselves to other people. I understand that. But it's nice to look at somebody's faith and want to emulate their faith. You know what I'm saying? It's nice to be able to see somebody doing something and want to be, you know, I want to be unselfish. I want to be a giver like that. I want to see people's lives change like that. And he's making a difference in a small way. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And so I started doing some of these acts of kindness and, and people started like responding very positively. And then I find that, boy, the joy of the Lord is in me. And, I, and I'm able to get Jesus and I'm able to pray for people. And I walk away with just knowing, man, I'm doing kingdom business. Glory to God. And I sense the presence of God in my life in a greater way. And I don't know, some of us need a God touch. Some of us need to get in the presence of God where we get so full of God. We get, we, you need to get so full of God, you get, you get the fullness of yourself out. I'm preaching this morning, glory to God. Romans 2, 4. And, do you, and Romans 2, 4 is another great scripture about the, the love and the mercy of God. It says, or do you hold his precious kindness, talking about God, forbearance, which means he overlooks our weaknesses and our sins, and patience in low esteem. So, so, so Paul is saying, to, as he's writing this, or, to people that may not be walking you know, with God like they should be, maybe Christians that are not really full throttled in God, he's saying that there's areas in your life you need to get right, and God's giving you grace and giving you time to change in some areas. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And he's giving you some time, and he said, don't take for granted God's goodness. Don't, if, you're, if maybe you have some sin in your life and the hammer hasn't dropped, it's only because of God's goodness. It's only because of God's grace. Maybe you're maintaining in God. I don't want to maintain in God. And you're able to get away with some things. But you never get away with anything. Because eventually we'll all catch up. Are you listening to what I'm saying? No matter what we do, you're going to reap what you sow. 
Are you listening? See, listen, this is amazing to me. You know, God is a God of faith, and, 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 but faith is, and we're saved by grace, and it's not about works, and people love that message. Pastor, it's not about works. It's all about grace. It means I can sit around and do nothing because the grace covers me. No, your grace is not about you sitting around doing nothing and having people wait on you. That's not what grace is about. Grace is about empowering you to do something. Can I say it again? God's grace empowers us to be a blessing to somebody. That's what his grace empowers. In other words, God's grace will, will give you finances so you can finance the kingdom. His grace will give you abilities so that you can use those abilities to glorify God. His grace is not designed for you to sit on your duff and do nothing. His grace empowers you to do something. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? It empowers you. And then, and I'm reading these scriptures and one scripture says, you know, you, you, you cast devils out and you do all these things and, and it sounds like good works, right? And then, then Jesus said, but, but you're going to go to, you're going to stand in front and, and, and Jesus is going to say, you know, I, you know, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. Do you guys remember that scripture? That's a scary one. And so he says this to his people that seem to be doing the right things. And, and, and I see that because these people, they were doing right things and they were thinking the right things were, were, were covering their bad things. In other words, they were living a double life. They were living a worldly life. Are you listening to what I'm saying, Jay? They were living in sin six days a week and serving God on Sunday morning. And just serving God on Sunday morning does not cover all the bad that we do six days a week, thinking that we're getting away with it. And then Jesus said, I never knew you who practice. That's the key. We don't practice sin. No, we shun sin. We run from sin. We run from it. We shun it. We get it out of our lives any way we can. We don't tolerate sin. Sin will make cowards of us all. It will keep us from our purpose. It will keep us from doing what God wants us to do. It will keep us from being the light. We can't afford to have sin in our lives. And then number two, Jesus is also preaching and he's saying, you know, to the people, you know, he's talking about the goats and the sheep. And he says to the sheep, you, 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 you visit people in the hospital and you did this and you did all these good things. And he was commending the sheep and he said, come into my father's house and receive the inheritance. But he says something similar. He says to the other people, you, you, you didn't give any, you didn't visit anybody in the hospital. You didn't do all these things. So he's equating some works. On these people, he's going to everlasting fire. This is pretty sobering this morning. And so I'm just trying to contrast some things. I'm not saying we're saved by works. No, you're saved by faith in Jesus Christ. You're saved by the grace of God. But, but, but works is a part of our walk. We're saved to, for good works. Are you listening? What? Now I'm breaking out my Bible. Oh, my gosh. Now I got the Bible. Oh, my pastor, you got the Bible out now. I mean, you're not going on your notes anymore. My Lord Jesus. OK, let's go to Ephesians 2, 8. Let me just man, can I go off the, my notes for a couple minutes? Why? Because, listen, we're called to do good works. We're called to be good doers. That's what our calling is. What's your calling to do something good for somebody today? 
to be a blessing to somebody, to pray for somebody, to witness for somebody, to buy somebody's lunch, to talk to somebody about Jesus. That's why I'm here. That's why I exist. We're here to bring some people to heaven. There's two things you can't do in heaven. Are you ready for this? I'm trying to think about it right now. What are the two things, Lord? Two things. You can't sin in heaven. And you can't get people saved in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Those are two things. Two things you can do down here. You can definitely sin. What? Pastor, I thought Christians were redeemed from sin. No, you have a free will. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.